Blog Talk Radio. It is Friday night, Friday night, and you are tuned into the cutting room floor. I am LaVar, and as usual, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Mary. What's going on? Not a whole lot. It's Friday night. Woo-hoo! I, I know. This this feels weird. You know, uh, 1 o'clock came and went today, and I felt that I should have been somewhere, and I was... Not on the air. Um, <laughs> uh, we are here with a special After Dark edition, and I do have to uh, say that the idea for this kind of came from Twitter because one of the most interesting places to be after dark is on Twitter because there are a lot of weird people out on Twitter. Love you all. Uh, and by the way, we're at News Comment BTR on Twitter, but a lot of interesting conversation after dark on Twitter. And so we thought that. Uh, Maybe a couple of times throughout the summer here we would do the same uh, because sometimes we talk about some subjects that we uh, know that we probably can't get away with much on the afternoon show, so we thought we'd bring it to the nighttime version of this show, and if you like it, hey, who knows? We might start to do a little bit few more of these, but um, uh, wanted to get some uh, business out of the way here. Uh, I did mention we were on Twitter at News, Con- News Comment BTR, and, of course, we are at News Comment BTR, dot uh, com forward slash fan page for our official site. And I wanted to send uh, my thoughts and prayers and sympathies to uh, the people out in Aurora, Colorado today. I'd be remiss if I did not start this broadcast by at least uh, uh, talking about that because uh, whenever we deal with a situation such as today, uh, it brings to thought couple of things. One, how precious life is, and to enjoy every moment of it, which uh, hopefully, uh, like I said, I know the news part of the way, hopefully this can, I mean, not shedding, you know, a full light on what happened today, but uh, we're going to try to uh, trudge through and uh, go on with our regular scheduled show. Sort of going to be like a little bit of a getaway from the news today. I know it's a with heavy heart that we do bring this show today, and it's just something that whenever something like this happens, well, the why, and um, just the tragic, tragic thing that you know, occurred out there today. To uh, all those who are affected, to all of those who um, have, uh, you know, definitely lost loved ones in this day, or will have loved ones who are our thoughts and prayers are certainly with you. And uh, we'll be uh, keeping an eye on it and updating it throughout the weekend as conditions warrant, uh, especially on Twitter uh, or or right here. Um, So just wanted to say that. So um, with that, uh, we will move into our show. And 
Yeah, I was watching a show today. I was actually Access Hollywood Live, and I think Stephen said it best. It's tough when you come into, you know, a show that's supposed to be upbeat, and then you have something like this happen. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's tough to switch gears from, like, one thing to another, but like I said, uh, we're going to try to be the, um, the sensible way for those who are kind of looking to, at this stage of the evening, just to kind of... Look for something that's not bad news. Um, and, of course, like I said, not that we're, you know, uh, I guess, uh, as it, the word is, like sweeping it under the rug, but uh, uh, we don't want to be a bearer of bad news anymore today. So here to have fun. And uh, one of the first things, uh, articles, I think I was actually kind of interested about is the age-old thing that I think we've talked about in this show before. But it comes from my wife's uh, page, JWoww, who uh, <laughs> she's been out and about this week on uh, some of the talk shows. Uh, yeah, you just haven't really... set the date yet, that's all. Yeah, I haven't set the date yet. Um, she has a blog on her show, and she bought an article from Divine Caroline about how to navigate being friends with benefits. And we talked about how taking a friendship from one that is platonic to one that is sexual with a friend you are attached to you know, how it could be exciting, intimidating, and comfortable and amazing all at the same time. Now, keep in mind, like I said, this wasn't her thoughts, but it was uh, from something that she put on her blog. And I guess there were, she said, or this article says that there are rules that should be laid down to have a successful friends with benefits. Rule number one, being <laughs> honest. It says there are some great reasons why someone who is single should enter into a friends with benefits relationship. For one, they're usually comfortable with their chosen friend. On top of that, sex is fun. It's a stress reliever. It's healthy for you. And if you both aren't getting it anywhere else, then why not? Um, it says, but one thing sex with a friend is not is a covert way to trick them into a romantic relationship. Of course, you have to be honest. Number two, knowing your limits. Not everyone is capable of separating love from sex, but if you feel as though you have more emotionally unattached sex, then by all means, do it. But if you're falling more and more in love with your friend with each orgasm, then it might be time to call it quits. <laughs> uh, rule number three, agree to the same terms. It says before getting too involved with your friend with benefits, it's best to lay out certain terms that will be the foundation of your tryst. Number four, don't fix the agreement. If you agree to those certain terms and your expectations are checked, you know, don't, don't change it up. And then rule number five, know when to stop and then stop. Now, I'm not going to go into the entire thing. I'll post it on our page. But I shared this article with my wonderful co-host. And like I said, we talked about the whole friends with benefits thing before. Not me and her. But we talked about it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well. a different agreement. Um, <laughs> it, um, we, um, <laughs> we saw the article. What did you think about this? Now, I read this. That's that there's no way in heck, even with the most perfectly set of laid-down rules, will a friends with benefits relationship work. I See, that's the thing. That When she said successful friends with benefits, I thought that was an oxymoron. It's like saying thunderous, thunderous silence. You just, it's not possible. I don't think it's possible. And maybe there, maybe for a short period of time, it feels like it is, but somebody always 
gets involved, like lets their heart get involved. And that's where that comes into it is the emotional connection. And it's usually the woman. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. I haven't lied ever on the show, so why start now? It's usually the woman that normally F's it up <clears throat> without making it a pun. Um, but she's usually the one that F's it up. So um, it's good for a little bit, but then even with the most hard and fast rules, even if you can know when to stop and stop and have the rules laid out and make sure that you're okay with them. And, 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 and if you could do all those things, even with that, I really think that somebody's going to get emotionally involved at some point or another. Or they're going to get hurt when one of the two people who were following the rules found somebody that they liked. Now, I'm actually surprised you're saying that it's the woman. You don't think that percentage-wise more and more it's the guy? Now, here's the reason why I'm going to say that. Because last week we sat here and we talked about the fact of, uh, you know, soulmates and guys having a lot more feelings in the relationship type of thing. And I, I, for some odd reason, it's a little bit more easier for girls to, quote, find, and I'm going to get so much trouble for this, and I'm going to be careful with how I say this. It's a little bit easier for girls to find someone else to go to to get what they want than it would be for guys. And I would think that somewhere along the line, should that girl find someone to get what she wants and have that relationship without having a friend with the benefit, that guy is going to be more, nine times out of ten, more than likely to be the first one to get a little drunk. Jealousy might come from the man. You're absolutely right. But I really do think it's most of the time it's the women that mess up friends with benefits. I would love to believe that women can be – I know that women can multitask and do multiple things at once and be multiple places at once in their brain, but I don't think that emotionally we're to the point where we can separate that. There are women out there that can. I'm not saying that they can't, but I really do think it's the woman that messes up more often than the guy. So Actually, I think it's it the guy is, that messes it up, but the women takes it, women take it hardest. We'll do it that way. Or, or, no, also, kind of, it's a point of what you're saying because are, could you are are you also saying that because women have more of an emotional attachment with sex? Is that why you're saying oh, I women think probably women have the emotional attachment, the men don't, and that part of that emotional attachment. When the guy finds the girl that really turns his head and says, okay, we're done with this situation, the woman gets hurt. That's what I think. Gotcha. Hmm. Very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that are... Yeah, uh, it, it, it brings. I mean, we're not arguing here. It, it, It certainly is a good point because you could say both parties are actually, uh, at fault or at guilt for things like that when it happens. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, you could say that because of women's emotional attachment with sex, they might be the first. Or you could say because of the woman's ability to probably get it from somewhere else quicker, the guys could be the first. You know, they might be like, whoa, what the heck, you know, and start to get jealous. And then once they get shut out, 
on what was a sure thing, you know, they might get a little jealous. Yeah, I can see that too. But speaking of friends with benefits, that leads me into my next question. This is something that we actually talked about, quite frankly, just a few minutes probably before we went on the air because I had a few questions about this. And it was an article that I got a few weeks ago, and it was in regards to the age-old thing of the booty call. Now, I <laughs> now to me, it is a term in which I would think that it is more or less, if you're 18 to, say, mid to late 20s, we'll still call it that. Once you get past a certain age, I don't know. I'm trying to find another alternative word. It, it just seems like I can't see two 60-year-olds calling each other for a booty call. I mean, I know it is what it is, but uh, there was an article out about uh, five reasons to actually answer it. And there was also another one uh, to booty call or not. And I'm going to kind of mesh both of them here quickly for you. But on the one in which to whether uh, how to answer it, uh, the five reasons they gave, and this is from shine.yahoo.com, uh, uh, of course, answered, and five, reason number one was to have sex, of course. Is it any time you can get yourself some? I say full speed ahead. Um, to I save agree. money. <laughs> I do, too. Uh, number two, to save money. It says when there's no dinner and a movie involved, there's no cost. It's a great way to save money for you frugal people out there. Number three, to save time. <laughs> From a pure efficiency perspective, the time-saving aspect of a booty call benefits both parties. You get in, get out, and get on with your business. Step uh, <laughs> reason number four, there's no commitment. This is by definition, a booty call involves no commitment from either side. A guy or girl will be a fool to miss out on any opportunity to get sex without a commitment, assuming both sides are single and sexually combat- compatible. And then number five, there's no peer pressure. Uh, if your girl or guy is anything less than a hot lead, who cares? Uh, with the booty call, there's no worry about being seen by your friends with someone who may be less than ideal. And it kind of goes into how casual sex is for everybody, but there's a lot to be learned about yourself through purely physical-based encounters. And so after reading that, then I came across another one. And I guess it was a good one for to combat that first one, and it was whether to booty call or not. Because, yes, it's summer, and a lot of us go on vacation, and then, of course, summer seems to somehow make our hormones go a little bit more in the wild. Um, And it uh, kind of pretty much just said, hey, if you're going to do it, they suggest that you interview for that booty call. They says, don't give it up to anyone who's uh, willing to call. It is to turn on your sexuality, feel great, and for you ladies, talk to that guy at the pool, the lake, and the beach. Smile, flirt with them, and realize you have the power. Kind of sounds like He-Man at that point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, in order for you, to, for you ladies to find the right guy that can handle it, the guy who's going to sexually satisfy you, you got to realize the position of power that you're actually in, that position for you to choose the right booty call, to booty call or not to booty call. And I don't think I will ever say booty call that many times on the show. But uh, after reading both Unless articles, you're going to sing that song. Booty call, booty call. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. <clears throat> um, 
But no, so after reading both of those, no, no, I'm all hey, uh, hey. If I I'm I'm a guy, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. If I sat here and I got a call at two AM, I will probably waste three dollars and eighty two cents a gallon on gas to get there. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm not knocking it either. But the thing is is that I think uh at a certain stage of the game is it still duty call or is it something different? I think it still is. I don't care if you're 60, 600, or, well, I do care if you're 6, but between the ages of 18 and 600, I think it's still a booty call. I I don't care what you say. Even though I'm still an adamant, I'm the queen of denial, I'm adamantly saying that my parents only had sex three times in their entire lives. And that would be for me, <laughs> Marie, and Katie. That's it. Done. I understand that's not the truth, Okay. But it's still a booty call. That's that's what it is. I don't know what else you would call it. And if you can come up with a better saying for me, for an age-appropriate well, saying, apparently, then I would consider it. But honestly, still a booty call. So now, so now I've got is. some questions. Now I've got some questions here because the reporter in me is wanting to come out and ask these questions, and I'm going to ask you. Who travels to where? Is it the caller or the callee? The caller should most likely be the one that's traveling, where the callee should be the one that either accepts or denies the caller. Now, if caller, said caller, calls callee and says, would you like to come over for, and callee says, absolutely, then in that case, it was mutually agreed upon that the callee is the traveler. So now I've got another question on top of that. I'm going to start asking questions here rapid fire. If it is an agreement between caller and callee, does that person spend the night after said booty call is done? Most of the time, no. Again, it needs to be a mutual agreement, but 99% of the time, booty calls are booty calls. You leave. So in and out and done. There's no bam bam thank you ma'am. Okay. Absolutely. Now the reason okay. of a booty call. Now I'm going to ask the next question here. Now the reason of one is there a time limit as to when this has to be done? I mean, do you have to be done by sunlight? And do you? I, I mean, if we're not. <laughs> Heck no. If it takes until the next afternoon, then by all means, go get you some. I am, I am full on. Get you what makes you happy. You've got to be at work. If he has to be at work, then he has to be at work. If it doesn't end until he's ready for work, and you are the, let's say, let's just hypothetical. You call me for a booty call. Okay. Okay. We agree that I'm coming to you. That's fine. I come to you. Let's say we just have a good old time, and the next morning, before you go to work, before you start getting ready for work, we're still having said booty call. You get ready for work. I should be out the door at that point in time. You should still be able to get to work. Now, if you are that good that you just 
continue to keep going and you call off work, you're like, nope, this is this is just way too good for me to stop right now. Um, keep going. Bravo. Lots of women. One bring- lots of women one- dream of that man that will take care of them that way. Does one bring a gift? Uh, yes, but that gift usually comes gift wrapped in either latex or depot. You don't bring flowers and chocolate. That doesn't work. No, flowers and chocolate. No, this is not a flowers and chocolate kind of call. This is a, a Durex or Trojan kind of call. I brought gifts. <laughs> Ky. Ah, uh, yes. Just your friendly neighborhood uh, public service. Trojan man. Now, we went from, you know, the friends with benefits to the booty call, but now we're going to something a little bit more mature for our friends out there, and that is the dirty talk. How is your dirty talk game? I think I'm pretty good. <laughs> I haven't had any complaints. We'll do it that way. I haven't had any complaints. <laughs> Then again, I haven't been in in flagrante for a while. So, since the last time, I have yet to have a complaint. Um, could would you care to give us a sample? What would you like me to say, Lavar? <laughs> I want you. I want you now. Please, I need you inside me. Is that okay? Are you all right? Did you yeah, fall down? Wake up. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> That'll cost you 99 a minute for the 99 cent seat traditional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a problem, man. If you, if you have to say wake up to somebody after that, that is that's a major issue. <laughs> no, I'm willing. Like, Snap to it. Hey, we're on the radio. But there is a reason why I ask that. There's a reason why I ask that, and there's a reason why I want to know how your game was. Yeah, touch me in the boobs. I need need your mouth on my breast right now. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Keep going. You better be lucky I knew that that was a reason that there are people out here that are old. There is a reason why I asked her that. And there were a couple of articles this week about dirty talk that your man would love for you women and how arousal isn't only about touch, according to experts. The sexy phrases that you whisper, moan, or scream can trigger a neurochemical reaction that gets him hotter for you, you know, than ever. And this lady, it was from Cosmopolitan.com, wrote uh, some things. Uh, pretty much, I read these. I don't know what to think about them. Like, she wrote uh, things that women could say. Among the things were, what do you want me to do to you? And she says, asking him what he needs from you proves you're open to changing things up. Also, if you're talking dirty for the first time with your guy, this phrase is a good way to ease into conversation and gauge how naughty he's ready to get. And then the other one, you're an amazing kisser. Not only will this deepen intimacy during foreplay, but since guys are performance-oriented, positive feedback emboldens him, heightening his arousal. And then it says, 
your arms are so sex, uh, so sexy. Uh, and then, of course, I want you. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, one that Mary said, uh, put your mouth on my breasts, which, uh, yeah, that would have turned on you. Uh, and then I love the way you fill me. I love the way you fill me up. Uh, oh, God. And then it feels incredible when you press your penis against me. Can't believe it's That one was funny. That's the article. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask you if you've ever said that one. Uh, no. And then, uh, and then they asked me harder. And then it was so much fun to have sex with you. Now, that sounded, a li- that sounded way too formal. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where I asked the question of Laura. I turned the tables. I said, so if you were in the throes and then you finish and the girl rolls over in post-coital glow and says, it was so fun to have sex with you, how would that make you feel? It would make me feel like I was having sex with a robot at that point, and I don't know if whether I should, like, give her a survey or, or see if there's anything else about how things went. On a scale of one to five, five being very satisfied, one being not very satisfied. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> and what makes me worse is that there was a, uh, uh article from Gal Time which kind of went with the same thing uh, for women, and it said... You know, pretty much knowing what you want, asking for it specifically. And then on top of that, it says getting comfortable using whatever words you choose, whether they're G-rated or triple X, painting a picture with your words, whether it's to help him make an erotic connection or to verbalize a secret fantasy or the fail-proof phase, which pretty much is, I guess, you know, uh, novelty fuels that you usually use. But I think if somebody... The All second article was actually better than the first. The first article, which gave you, like, statements to use, I think that's very contrived. And it should be in the heat of the moment. If I'm going to be sitting there yeah. with you in the middle of the moment, saying, oh, God, is probably a really good idea. But if I had to read an article to know that, oh, God, was a good idea, that's not going to come out naturally. You know what I'm saying? If I'm not going to come up to you naturally in the middle of, foreplay and say your arms are so sexy that's not a natural thing for me i'm gonna say to you what i think is what i think is proper at the moment and if at the moment i'm i love your arms around me you know god you make me so good you feel me so you make me feel so good i'm getting flustered now just stuff like that that the first article really was just too far the second article was more like guidelines. Get get comfortable. Talk dirty. Say the things that you're going to say. I mean, yeah, no. ask for what you want. If I want you to touch me here, touch me here, lick me there, I think that if I am, am comfortable enough in my own skin in the middle of all of this stuff to be like, God, just touch me there, I think that would turn yeah, people we, on. If we were playing the pyramid, pretty much if you had said all those things to me, I would be like things that a Stuckford White would say. You know, it's pretty much it's like really, you know, it's and you're right, and I, I could not agree with you more. Is that all of this has to come pretty much, just as some of the best speeches have come unrehearsed, so should your talk in the bedroom. Now, yes, sometimes you do need to rein in some things because if you don't like being called certain words, and someone comes out and says that, then I guess then is not the time to. Well, I guess in a, there's ways to correct it. You can but correct it any time. Yeah, 
you can correct any time, but sometimes though there's some people that just like stop everything. They're like, "Whoa, you're not gonna call me that." Blah blah blah, and then it ruins the moment. But, right. Um, but there's ways of doing it if you and your partner are in sync, and that's one of the most important things I think uh, with that article. It it, ta- it taught not only uh, the methods that you could use, but also it, when I gave examples. I think we all would sit there and pretty much would be like, whoa, really? I wouldn't say that. It's like your arms. I think if I'm a guy and I hear that, you know, especially if I'm not a muscular guy, you know, I'm going to be like, what? What is she doing at? Is she trying to, you know, just say that just to say it? And then you're uh-huh. – so I don't know. Exactly. It's, it's rehearsed. It's not – it doesn't feel natural. Now, if I'm I'm a big I, I'm I'm a oh, one of the biggest turn ons for me is shoulders, chest, arms, that whole wrap me up, make me feel really good. Yeah. And so so I could say that kind of thing and be really about it, but it won't come out as your arms are so sexy. It felt pretty bad. But yeah, so we got about sixty seconds to go. Um so if you're doing that stuff tonight, yeah, just uh, just be yourself. But any quick shout-out that you want to uh, send out there to the folks? Um, come join us at Stoney's if you're in the Las Vegas area. I'll be hanging out, having a good time. Woo! Yes, and like we said, uh, oh, actually, you know what? I do have a shout-out this week. Uh, someone who had a birthday this week. Happy birthday, Morgan. Oh, yeah, my little one. Oh, I already did so much for her already. I annoyed her to crap. It's great. Yeah. So she won't hear the show though. But uh, yes, but happy birthday. Nope. Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> no, she will not. If you're out in still, if you're out in Vegas, Vegas, we of course will see you back here next Friday. Haven't decided yet what time we'll see you, but we will see you next Friday. So for Mary, I'm LeVar. Thanks so much for listening, everybody, and have a great weekend. And, of course, like we said, thoughts and prayers with all of those out in uh, Colorado. And uh, see you next week, my friend. See you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening, everyone.